Welcome to the Renew Life Church Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. Good morning. Good afternoon. It's 12.15. Just saw that on my iPad. Good afternoon. If you're hungry, say amen. All right, y'all are dismissed. Y'all doing good? Isn't it good to be in the house of God? Hey, can we welcome all of our first-time guests here today? If it's your first time, welcome. Welcome to Run Your Life. Really glad that you're here. I'm Keith. I'm one of the associate pastors, and um, my privilege just to get to share a message with you today. Um, before I, before I kick, kick off, uh, I've had an eventful last two weeks. I think Braden kind of shared with you, um, but me and my wife produced this lovely thing over the last two weeks. So... Uh, <laughs> That is our first little girl. Her name is, we're going to name her Natalie Kate. We're not going to. She's alive. We're, um, <laughs> we have named her Natalie Kate, and uh, we're going to call her Kate. So uh, I know Braden kind of shared some things with you, but, man, we experienced a really, really fast delivery. I remember Natalie, she, uh, I think she woke up about 3.30 in the morning feeling minor contractions and um, woke me up about 7. She's like, hey, we're, we're having this baby today. I'm like, we are? She's like, yeah. I'm like, like, like now? Like when? Like, should I get up and get ready? Like, what, what should I do? She's like, yeah, we're, we're good. I'm like, we had our last baby in four hours from your first contraction. And then I heard the Holy Spirit very clearly, get out of bed and get dressed. By 8.30, we were at the hospital. By 10.30, she was here. So um, it was just a really, really fast, smooth delivery. Only problem we had was the epidural did not come soon enough. And I thought about laying hands on the doctor, not the hands that you guys lay, different kind of hands, but it happened. She got her pain relief, and, and it all went really, really good from, from there. So they're at home. They'll be home for next couple of weeks, and, uh, but uh, I think they are, they both are looking forward to, to coming to church and seeing you guys. So we're really happy in the Null household. Just wanted to brag on my little girl and show her to you. So that's Miss Kate. Um, you know, today, I, I feel like today's a special day. Come on, say special. I feel commissioned today. I feel commissioned with a message. Um, that this message is really, it's, it's in time, and, and I, I really believe today it's going to help you. Um, here's why I say this. I believe we have stepped into a season where God is releasing answers and solutions to the problems that you have in your life. This is a season a special season where answers, solutions, fixes, direction, they're actually being released from the hand of God onto our people, you, in this season. But more than that, I believe he's not only releasing those answers and solutions, he's actually releasing the strategy and the strategies in which we can access the solutions and the answers and the directions anytime we need it at any point in our life. Come on, did you know today that you have access to knowledge, wisdom, and understanding from heaven? Did you know that you have access to the answer that you're looking for in your life? Because here's the truth. If you believe in Jesus, you have access to Jesus. And he's in us through his spirit, and we are in him. And guess what Jesus has? He has the full supply from his heavenly father. He has every single thing that you could possibly have need of. And if Jesus has it all, here's what I know. I have it all. In him, through him, with him, 
I have every wisdom and answer and piece of knowledge that I could ever have need of. Come on, somebody. If you have Jesus, you have it. And so today, I want to talk around this idea of how do we we position ourselves, how do we position ourselves in life where answers, solutions, and the wisdom from heaven actually comes and manifests in our life. See, because I I believe this, and I have really, really good news for you today. I believe there's a a place that you can get to and a place that you can position yourself to where you don't even have to pursue answers and solutions, but answers and solutions pursue you. There's a place and a position that we can get to in God where those very things chase after us while we chase after him. Some of you are like, that can't be true. It's true. Look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. You know it. Look at what it says here. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Can I read it again? Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Here's what this scripture is saying. If you will pursue God, his, your, your wants and your needs will pursue you. The answer to those wants and those needs, his supply will actually be added to your life just by simply focusing on him and the kingdom. There's a parable that Jesus tells in Luke chapter 11, and um, it's kind of one of those Sunday schools Uh, teachings. Luke chapter 11, verse 5. Let me read it to you. This is Jesus talking. He says, teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose this, this person, you're knocking on their door, suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. Here's Jesus talking. He says, but I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. He says, if you keep knocking and if you keep coming, in other words, if you, if, if you just keep being as annoying as possible, And you keep knocking and you keep knocking. He may not even do it for friendship's sake, but he'll get up and give you the very thing that you want. And here's how he relates it to our life. He says, and so I tell you, keep on asking. You'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Say receives. Everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Today I want to title the message, Humble Pursuit. Humble Pursuit. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for your word. Thank you that you are the word to us. Thank you that we can find every need, every want that we have. It can be met in you and in your presence. And so we receive that today. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would speak to the people that they would hear my words, but also hear your words, and that you would just bring answers, and you would bring solutions, and you would bring knowledge from on high into this room and into these people's lives. In Jesus' name, if you agree, say amen. 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 
How many of you have ever been stuck before in life? You ever been stuck? You ever been in a situation where you're just like, man, I'm, I'm stuck. Maybe you, felt, you feel stuck in a job. You feel stuck when it comes to your marriage. You don't know what to do next. You feel stuck financially. You feel stuck in your parenting because even though you produce that thing, you're, you don't know how in the world you're going to raise that thing up. And the reason I'm calling it a thing is because you feel like they're just a thing. I'm just kidding, but you know what I'm talking about, that hard one, that hard one, you're just like, man, I feel, I feel stuck with that, with my son, or stuck with my daughter, I just don't know what to do with them. We find in life, there's situations we run into where we just, we feel stuck. Um, just this last Christmas, I was, um, I was putting together a Jeep for uh, my second son, Stratton, and many of you know um, how handy I am, and uh, and. Four people know how handy I am. If you didn't know, I'm not handy at all, all right? Um, that God gave, gave gifts unto men, except this one. Handiness was not given. And so I was, you know, I knew I had to put this Jeep together. And, and I'll just tell you, two weeks before, I'm praying. I'm praying like, Lord, help me keep my Christianity. Because I know in two weeks I'm going to have to put this thing together. And I know what happens, God, when I put things together. Number one, I get really mad. Number two, when I get mad, I say things I shouldn't say. Number three, I like to break things when I'm mad. God, I'm going to need you to help me whenever I put this thing together. So here I am. It's the day before I'm putting this, this, this gift together. And I don't even get to step four before there's a problem. Step four. I come up to step four. And I'm... Looking at the manual, it's saying, now this piece goes here, and it fits into here. And I'm like, okay, sweet, things are going good. I'm happy. I'm, 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 you know, things have gone great for all three steps. And in step four, I'm like, oh, this goes there. And I begin to put this thing, this grill guard where it says to put this. And I'm like, there's no way possible that goes there. I know the directions say that this goes there, but every time I put the there to the that, it, they don't go together. Something is not right. And here I am, I'm stuck. Here I am, I don't know what to do. Here I am, I'm getting very, very angry. There, were, there was a moment when I just, you know what? You know what, Lord? I'm going to take a break. I took, st- took a step back, sat down in my chair, and I just stared at the Jeep. That piece there. Nope, still ain't working. Maybe if I flip it. No, there's actually no possible way that that goes there, Lord. It doesn't go there. And I'm looking at this thing, and, and, and I'm getting more and more frustrated. And finally, I'm like, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to move on to step five. Now, you're laughing because you know what happens when you move on to step five. Because if you move on to step five, you're going to get to step eight and realize you needed step four. But at this point, I don't give a flip. I'm moving on to step five. I don't care. If it has a steering wheel, it has one. If it doesn't, still don't care, all right? And so I move on to step five, and step five takes me to another box. Why would you ever send anything in two boxes, number one? But it takes me to box number two. You know what's in box number two? Wheels, just four wheels, no other parts. There couldn't possibly be anything for me in that other box. But I open the other box, and guess what I find in the other box? A little bitty one-sheet piece of paper. And guess what that piece of paper is? An addendum to step number four. (laughs) This is a true story. And as I pull out this lovely addendum, in my head I thought, oh, I got your addendum. 
In fact, let me find Mr. Addendum, and I'm going to lay hands on him, and I'm going to share the gospel with him. I'm like, why in the world would you put the, the whole packet, the manual is right here. Why would you put some piece in another box? Do you know who I am? And I got to put this thing together. And you put a, I'm sorry, I haven't gotten over it. Addendum four? Lord, help me. So I'll find stupid addendum four, and it helps me get through step four, and I get the Jeep together, and all is good. Are y'all feeling me on this? Y'all may not be feeling this story. It's okay. I just needed to get it off my chest. That's really why I came today. Um, But it was in me pushing forward, and it was in me moving to the next step. It was in me continuing to pursue and to go forward that the answer actually came. And can I just say that this is how our relationship with God works? This is what your relationship with God looks like, is in the, in the moments that you feel stuck, in the moments that you don't have a fix, in the moments that you don't have an answer, if you'll just keep pursuing, if you'll just keep pushing forward, if you'll just keep doing the next thing that God tells you to do, can I just let you know uh, the, the grace of God, what it will do? It will actually bring the answer into your life. You will find Addendum four, you will find the, the, the answer that doesn't seem like it's there, but just by simply pursuing and moving forward, an answer will actually show up. You see, if we pursue him, here's what I'm saying. If we pursue him, answers will pursue us. Here's what this means for you. It means that if you're pursuing God, an answer's coming. I'm going to let that one sink in. If you are pursuing God, you have hope today, and you should raise your faith level because an answer is coming to your problem. If you're pursuing God, a solution is coming to your problem. If you're pursuing God, direction is coming to your life. You say, Keith, I don't see it yet. That's okay. Keep pursuing. That's okay. Move to step five. That's okay. Keep going and keep going and keep going. Because my God says that if you seek first the kingdom of God and you live righteously, he will add everything unto you. So my job and my focus is simply to seek first the kingdom. Many of you know this. Many of you have, have memorized this scripture. Many of you have heard this scripture. Can, but just, can I just ask you an honest question today? You may know it, but do you believe it? Because today is not about me teaching you something new. It's about you engaging your faith in something you already know. If you already know this scripture, can I ask you, do you actually believe it? Do you believe that when you need $1,000 in your bank account that you don't have to go out looking for something, but you can pursue the kingdom of God and opportunities will actually come and hunt you down and you can open up your mailbox and there'll be a $1,000 check waiting for you? Do you believe that if you're struggling in your marriage that you can pursue the kingdom of God together and somehow if if you've separated, he can bring the two that have separated back in as one flesh because God is the one who brought you together in the first place? Do you believe Do we believe? He told us in the parable, keep asking. Have shameless persistence. Keep asking, keep knocking, keep seeking. You say, I've I've been kept doing that for a long time. I've been knocking. And to you, I'd say this is where a humble pursuit is probably your answer. You see, because 
Today is not just about pursuing God, it's actually pursuing God clothed in humility. It's pursuing God with humility in your heart. Pursuing God with humility in your mind. You know, me and Natalie, we were having dinner one night and um, just began to talk about just people and how we see so many people and I don't mean this in a, in a rude way. We see so many people who just honestly have problems in their life and they, don't know, they just don't know any better. They, they, I mean that not sarcastically. They literally just don't know any better. They, in other words, they don't have the answer that they need. They don't have the scripture that can help them. They don't have the knowledge of it. They don't have the solution, even though the solution is in here. Even though the solution is in him, they, they, they just don't. They literally are stuck and do not know what to do. And it breaks my heart to see people walking through hard times in their life, knowing that there is an actual solution and can actually fix their situation. Jesus came. Hear me. Jesus came for us to live a life uh, that is full and abundant. He came to give us life and life more abundant. So if that's a promise that he has, that means in every area of my life, I can experience his abundance. Are you following me? And I just, to see people struggle and to not know what to do, it just, it irks me. It makes me, it's, it's why I do what I do. But as we were having this conversation, I don't know if she asked me or if I said this, it was like, I asked myself the question, well, how do I know what I know? How do I know what, how do we know what we know about marriage and finances and, and parenting and the things of God? Like, how do we know what we know? And can I just throw a disclaimer and say there's a lot that I don't know still? I'm not saying that I know everything, but I am saying that I know something. And I'm unashamed to say it because that's true humility. He has shown me some things. I do know some things about him and his character and in his word. And as I asked myself that question, as she asked me, out of my mouth, all of a sudden I was just like, how do I know what I know? Because I've constantly pursued God. And it was like this moment, I was like, oh my gosh. Since I was 16 years old, I have constantly pursued God. Hear me, I haven't constantly been perfect. I've constantly pursued. I haven't even consistently pursued, but I've constantly pursued. And I've noticed in my life that in my pursuit of him, I have run up into answers, solutions, knowledge, wisdom. It's like the things that I wasn't even looking for came into my life. And I, and I, this happened in first service, so this was an accident. Someone put these up, but it's a good demonstration. That didn't work out as well as I wanted it to. Hold on. <clears throat> I feel like I'm rolling dice in church. Okay, moving on. <clears throat> but this is what my life has looked like. This is a testimony. And if you'll believe it and celebrate it, it can be yours. He didn't get that, but we're moving forward. All right. <clears throat> as I've pursued God, I pursued him, pursued him, pursued him. I'm coming after you, God. And all of a sudden, boom. Wow. A wisdom came, an answer came, a solution came. Well, I didn't know that. When I get married, I'll do that. 
And I kept pursuing, pursuing God. Boom, another one. Oh, wow. Another answer. Another solution. Oh, this is what it looks like to pursue God. This is what it looks like. This is what the prophetic looks like. This is what spiritual gifts look like. Oh, moving, pursuing, pursuing God, pursuing God. Oh, wow, Dave Ramsey. Anybody else run into Dave Ramsey? And in my pursuit of God, answers and solutions, knowledge, wisdom, come on, it was waiting on me. It was waiting in my future. I would literally come into contact with it. And here's the catch to it all. Here's where humility kind of comes into this message, into this story today. You want to know how the majority of the answers, the majority of the wisdom, the majority of the solutions have come into my life? They haven't come in my one-on-one time with him or in scripture necessarily. The majority of the time, they have come through people. I hope you're getting this today. They have come through people. And as a young follower of Jesus, you know what I honestly assumed? I constantly assumed that everyone knew more than I did. And whether that was necessarily the, the, the exact right theology or the right way of thinking, you know what it did? It, it made me clothe myself in humility to the point whenever I would come into contact with someone who had something I didn't have, I received what they had because I was humble enough to see the God in them and what he had done in them. And their teaching got on me. And when I stepped into marriage, I knew more than they did. And when I stepped into parenting, I had more under my belt than they did because they went through the crap and learned stuff and told me before I ever got to it. And in humility, in a humble pursuit, you will not miss God because you'll see God in other people. How the Lord just shared it with me, it was really strong. and I was like, Lord, I don't know if I want to say this to everybody, but I'm going to because it made such an impact on me. Here's what I heard him say. One of the reasons we miss God is because we're too prideful to see him in someone else. But on the positive side, in our humility, we are able to see him in someone else. We're able to gather knowledge and information. I'm just going to tell you, this demonstration is what I'm preaching to you today. This is my life's testimony. I have seen God bring people into my life that just, here's one right here. Rody Connor. Nothing like me. He's crazy. <clears throat> We're actually a lot, there's actually a lot, of, a lot of light in a lot of ways. But there was a side of God that he knew that I did not know as a college student. And he came and he slept on my floor and we became best friends and roommates. He introduced me to the church. He introduced me to Braden and Leanne. And all of a sudden, answers, solutions, ways of God, things of God began to manifest in my life because I just listened to him. And and I just followed him. And the same happened him with me. There were things that I had that he didn't, and he was just humble, and he just followed. 
I could point out, there are moments when I just watch Cody Sykes. I'm just, Lord, whatever is in him, get on me. I submit to that. I'm, I, I, there's something that he has and there's something that he carries that I don't. God, I love people, but Cody really loves people. <laughs> I want that. Let that get on me. I could, just, I could just keep going. But the point is this. When we humble ourselves, when you will humble yourself and humbly pursue God, there will, pe- there will be people that will come into your life and they will actually bring the answer and the solution that you are looking for. I believe even right now, there's people around you that have the answer and the solution and the direction that you're looking for. And if you will submit your life to them, if you'll submit your life to them, guess what? There will be a grace that will come onto that area of your life and you will begin to flourish and bloom and prosper and be blessed in that area like you never have before just by simply submitting and being humble to the people that are in your life. When I met Brayden and Leanne, you know what they had that I didn't have? They had a lot of parenting skills that I didn't have. And in my humility, I said, hey, I'm struggling with this, with, with Stratton. What do I do? Brayden said, it's easy. It'll be gone in two weeks. Do this, this, and this. And you know what I did? I said, okay, I'll do it. Here's what a lot of Christians do. How honest can I be? So many people walk into our office and get advice and don't do it. They come into our office and say, what do I do? And we tell them what they should do based on scripture. And then they go out and they don't do it. And can I just tell you, it it frustrates me and it makes me sad. Because you literally got the answer that you were looking for. And this has nothing to do with pastors or us. You know what I'm saying? Here's what I'm saying. Submission and humility looks, looks like not just letting people speak into your life. It means you do what they say. It means we do what they tell us to do. Are y'all okay with that? It also means that they do what you tell them to do. And I can tell you, I'll need some scripture. Real quick, let me give you some scripture and we'll close. Uh, this is in the Bible. <clears throat> some of y'all are like, please tell me it's in the Bible because this ain't sounding good. I don't think he knows the people that are around me. All right, in the same way, 1 Peter 5, in the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. You who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. Some of y'all might be in here and be like, yeah, but I'm not young. It keeps going. It's coming for you right here. And all of you, say, that's me. Come on, say, that's me. And all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. Dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. Here's what he means by humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God. It means humbling yourself and submitting your life to one another. And here's what happens. Here's why submission and here's why humility works. Are you ready? God gives grace to the humble. 
it do, this is this is really powerful. It doesn't work just because the person you submit to has all the knowledge in the world and they give you the exact right thing to do. What really happens, what is most powerful, is that the grace of God comes onto the area that you need him to come onto because you've submitted it and become humble. And with his grace, you're able to do something you've never been able to do before. You can get the wrong advice from somebody, but the grace of God will come on the wrong advice and you'll get a better result than you could have got by yourself. The reason it works is because it's a principle of God. The reason it works is because God says, I'll give grace to the humble. This is why when a guy shows up like last week and says for you to splash your neighbor, you're thinking, splash, splash my neighbor. Never thought I'd ever hear that, ever, especially in church. How many of y'all were here last week for that? Well, you came back. All right, good. This is why in those moments, and I know I'm going over, but we just, we got to do this. This is why in these moments, you know what, you know where I put, where I position my heart? I position my heart into a place of humility that, that, that puts all my chips in and says, you know what? I'm just going to trust that he or she has something that I don't have and that I've never seen before. And so I'm going to humble myself and I'm just going to submit to this and do what he tells me to do. And maybe I'll get a glimpse of God that I've never gotten before. Maybe I'll experience something in him I've never experienced before. And here's the thing. In my humility, grace comes upon me and I learn something about God. Can I just say this? Don't you think that the grace of God covers you even when you do something that you feel like is dumb and it may have been wrong and it wasn't wrong, but let's say it was? Even when you follow somebody and it may, it may be wrong, guess what? His grace cover it, covers it. Guess what? If you'll keep pursuing him, he'll get you right back on the same path. It's not that big of a deal. What's a big deal is that in our pride, we miss what someone else carries. What's a big deal is in our pride, we don't move forward in God. Because we think, I've figured him out. I've experienced it all. I know how God operates, and he doesn't do this, this, or this. And who are we to think that we, that we could, at, in any time in our life, limit him? And I'll just be honest with you. This is exactly how the Pharisees and the Sadducees thought. That's not the Messiah. That can't be Jesus. And they missed him. The woman at the well, guess what? In her pride, she almost missed Jesus. You know what she said? She said, who do you think you are? You, you think you're, you, have a, you have another well that's, that's greater than my ancestors? And, 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 and who are you talking to me anyway? You're a Jewish man. I'm a Samaritan woman. Jews don't talk to Samaritans. Men don't talk to women. In other words, Jesus came. God came to a person in a way she was not expecting. And if she would not have been open to receive, go back and read the story. She kept butting up against Jesus. She was like, like uh, uh, you, you think you, you, a living water, what's that? You, you don't have a well that's greater than, my, than my, 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 my boy Jacob. Like, this is good water. He's like, oh, yeah, if you only knew who you were talking to, I'd give you living water. What is this living water? And then, and then she's like, well, well no, I, I ain't going to receive that. And he's like, hey, go get your husband. She's like, I don't have a husband. He's like, yeah, you're right. You have five husbands. And she's like, oh, you must be a prophet. 
Then she changes the subject. And then she says this, well, when the Messiah comes, he'll reveal everything unto us. And finally, Jesus said, hello, I'm the Messiah. Her pride almost made her miss Jesus. But he was so gracious enough to keep just hitting her in the forehead with it. Hello. I'll read this and I'll close. Um, Prideful pursuit. Hear me, prideful pursuit leads to stagnation and religion. In other words, we pursue God and we don't accept other people, so we make up our mind and we become stagnant in life. And guess what? That just leads to religion. I know God. I know what he can do. I'm done. But here's what humble pursuit. Humble pursuit leads to growth in relationship. Leads to growth in relationship. Yep, way over. Okay. Y'all good? This is why these home groups that are coming up are really important. Because it's a a moment that we get to humble ourselves, get around other people. I just need you to know, these home groups, they're not like the, the past life groups and home groups that we've done. And they've been great. There's something new on this. These are a big deal to us. I hope they become a big deal to you. Because God is going to do something in the next 10 weeks when these start. He's going to move on these homes. And I'm just going to tell you, if you don't go, you will miss out. No, that's strong. But he, he's going to be there. And, um, and whatever you can do to make those happen, I really want to encourage you to do that. How do you position yourself to receive heavenly answers, solutions, and directions? Number one, pursue God. Number two, stay humble. We hope you loved our podcast today. You can find out more about our ministry at RenewLifeChurch.com or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great rest of your day.